Now, there are calls to have the government rethink the way that KiwiSaver is catered uh, for women specifically. Susan St John, the Director of Retirement Policy at Auckland University, reckons the conventional career path for women is very different to that for men, with motherhood and other responsibilities getting in the way, obviously, for women. She wants government contributions to be extended beyond the age of 65 to make up for lost years. And Susan St John is with us right now. Good evening, Susan. Uh, good evening. So um, would you extend this for women and for men? Oh, well, yes, it's, it's not a gender-specific thing. It would just help women probably more than the average man. And for how long would you extend them? Um, well, how long can people keep working from the age of 65? It's, it's time-limited anyway. But it would just improve the equity of a system that was clearly set up with a traditional male pattern in mind and maybe that unconscious bias is something that we now need to address. Was it that or was it simply that the contributions stop at 65 because another contribution kicks in at 65 which is the actual pension? Well you, you could look at it that way and certainly New Zealand Super does start at 65 but you still have the inequity that it might be that a woman who's taken time out for important caregiving work has only got 20 years of contributions, whereas a man might have 40. But Susan, it is the modern, modern, modern times do give us a lot of choices. Women don't have to do that anymore. If they choose to, that's their choice, isn't it? Well, I don't think it's quite as simple as that. There's very often caregiving duties that women take on, and it might not just be for young children, but it usually is, but it yeah. could be for older members in the family. Um, what we know is that one in three women work part-time compared to one in ten men. So even when they get back into the workforce, it's often not at that high level. So but the thing is, are we not discounting Decision, the, the benefits of staying out of the workforce, for example. So we're, at, we're attaching a monetary value, right, the government contribution to being in the workforce. But if you as, let's say, a woman choose to go and look after the children for 20 years, there are benefits that you accrue that are not monetary. Are we undervaluing them? Well, you have to have money to live on. And the fact is that we know that women are coming into retirement increasingly impoverished. Many of them don't have their own homes and they have very little by way of saving. And when we look at Kiwi saving, saver balances on retirement, um, actually we don't have a lot of data, but if we infer from what happens in Australia, then the median balances that women have are very much lower than the median balances of men. It's all very well to say that uh, she's enjoyed bringing up the children. In some cases that may be true, but he's also enjoyed the benefits of having her at home. Um, but there's no guarantees in life. It doesn't mean that necessarily marriage is going to last into retirement. So there's all sorts of reasons why women have to prepare for retirement in their own right. If the marriage doesn't last into retirement, is the woman not entitled to half of what the man has and so she will actually end up squared off? Well, of course, some women will and some women will do very well. And we're not worrying about them, but many women are married to low-income men who don't have a considerable amount of saving and there's nothing much to split. So it's yep. really important that early on she's aware of the fact that she could live 30 or 40 years 
in retirement and that it's clear that New Zealand super on its own is not going to deliver anything other than a very, very basic standard of living. Okay. Susan, thank you. I appreciate that. Susan St. John, Director of the Retirement Policy and Research Centre at Auckland University.